0: Hey, this is Chris Samples from the Journey of Success podcast, and you're listening to the Australian Backpacking Podcast with Matt McLeod. If you're looking to trek across Australia and make your dent in the world, Matt's podcast is for you. Enjoy the ride.
1: G'day Backpackers and welcome to the Australian Backpacking Podcast where we bring you interviews with seasoned backpackers as well as hostel and tour workers and representatives from within the backpacking industry. Together we discuss travel tips, backpacking must-dos and bring you great promotions to save you time and money. So grab your favourite drink, sit back and enjoy. Let's go! Hey guys and welcome to another episode of the Australian Backpacking Podcast. Today I'm excited to be joined by Joel Walton, the Deputy Manager of Cape Byron YHA. Joel's been in the travel industry for probably about eight or nine years now. Um, His most recent position is with Cape Byron YHA. So I'm going to hand it over to Joel and Joel, just give us a bit of a background on what you've done over the last eight to ten years in the travel industry and what you're currently up to now.
0: Yeah, great, Matt. It's uh, good to be here with you today. Um, I've worked in the industry, like you say, for about eight or nine years. Um, at the moment, working at Cape Iron YHA uh, as a duty manager and the travel specialist there. Um, before that, I've worked as a travel agent for a few years for travel bugs and backpackers World travel. I've also worked as a guide um, on wings, diving adventures. I'm up in the Sundays. I've guided the Nimmin tours here for grasshoppers uh, for a few years, also done a lot of tour guiding work in uh, New Zealand and all over Australia as well for various different companies, Um, and I started as a surf coach um, with a company called Waves uh, who operate out of Seal Rocks, um, which was how I got into the backpacker industry, so yeah.
1: Yeah, beautiful, Seal Rocks, I absolutely love that place. this wasn't one of the intended questions, but can you explain to Backpackers where Seal Rocks is and what there is to do there?
0: Well, I, sometimes I, I don't like to explain too much about it because it's a bit of a hidden gem. Um, <laughs> so you, it's it's a, it's a tough one because you get very excited, like you say. It's just an amazing place. I, I guess it's a lot like Byron Bay, but just without the town. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, it's down, so I think it's about three or four hours north of Sydney, and um and the guys from Waze have got a camp. They've actually just moved since I was there. They've moved closer to the beach and um, and they've got a camp there on the beach and um, pretty, pretty special place to go learn to surf and, and spend a few days with those guys. Um, and it was definitely something that I found was, was really a really good way to spend a summer working for them.
1: Yeah, I, I guess it is lucky that a lot of the um, the buses don't actually stop in there. So it does have to be a definite decision to go there. But as you say, it is a hidden gem and... I guess we'd like to keep it that way, but for any <laughs> backpackers that do want to see something beautiful, well, head to seal go,
0: rocks. Yeah, go with waves. I mean, it, it, it's um, they've got the area really dialed in. You know, they leave from Sydney, they do weekend trips, and they also do uh, Sydney to Byron trips, so they can um, they definitely definitely show show the punters where it's at.
1: No, you've definitely got some experience there. I mean, even with the wings boats, they've always been one of my favourite dive boats to book. Um, and they definitely offer a great experience. So what we'll do, Joel, is we'll jump straight into um, talking about some of your best travelling experiences. What I'd like to do is let the backpackers know of maybe it can be a location that we all experience on a yeah yearly basis, whether it be the Wit Sundays or Fraser Island. But tell us about your best travelling experience and um, give us some background as to where it was. Yeah, well, when I uh,
0: I kind of thought about this question, I thought it would need to be something around Byron Bay because it's the area I love the most. But I think probably the best travelling experience I've had was when I was working aboard Wings. Um, I spent a, a season working for them up in the Sundays, And um, and like you say, it's my favourite boat to book. I book it a lot. Um, and, you know, they just got a, a really good team, really good boat, and they, they run a really good trip. But anyway, I was... Um, working on an Emperor's Wings trip, which is where they go to the Outer Reef, Um, so they do the normal kind of round-the-Whitsundays trip that a lot of people do, but they also go out to the Outer Reef, and it was during the winter, so it's humpback season, so on the way out between the Whitsunday Islands and the Outer Reef, you see a lot of humpback whales. I mean, some trips would go out and see, you know, 10, 20, 30 of them sometimes, just crazy uh, whale activity, and they just swim in between the Outer Reef and the islands, and anyway we're out at the reef we moor up in a, a really nice lagoon um next to the stepping stones which is one of the kind of better dive sites uh, out there it's a pretty special place only a couple of boats go there so it's not like cairns where you get a lot of boats going um it's a pretty pretty secluded spot i guess you'd say
1: okay
0: and uh anyway i was the host um on the boat so i was kind of cooking all the meals and things and um, everyone had had a great morning in the water we moor up in the lagoon and Everyone goes diving and snorkeling and sunbathes and whatever, and everyone was having lunch, so I decided to go for a bit of a snorkel and free dive um, while I I had a bit of a break. So I jumped in the water with my mask and fins and had a bit of a swim around the boat and was diving down to the bottom, and then a humpback whale decided it would come into the lagoon. (laughs) Which is really uncharacteristic because it's not there's not a lot of space in there, yeah and and this whale swam around the boat, did a, a couple of circles around the boat all the all the um tourists on the boat, all the backpackers were you know really excited to see this whale, <laughs> but I was in the water, and it was scary at first because I mean it was you know it's like a bus isn't yeah, it? exactly, and um it swam straight into the lagoon and it swam straight up next to me. I would have been six feet away from it um which is you know, okay. it's da- it's dangerous. It's scary, but it was also probably I spent a lot of time in the water here around Byron, and a lot of really cool uh, encounters with whales and dolphins here. But I've never had anything like that. And I had my mask; so I could see. I was looking straight in the whale's eye, and this huge, big female humpback <laughs> was right next to me. And I freedived around the lagoon with it for for you know ten or fifteen minutes, and then just one or two whips of the tail, and it was gone. Wow!
1: Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's I, I think one of the Best things that I think about Australia is when you're in the water, like I 'm currently living in Yamba on the East Coast, and almost every second day you 're in the water and you 're surrounded by dolphins or some sort of sea life and it's just i don't know how many places in the world you actually experience that, and I mean to be swimming next to a whale that, that would be an ultimate dream, as you say yeah. very scary but I, mean,
0: no, I was talking to a guy recently about it, and he'd just paid you know three or four grand to, to go to Tonga. Oh, and they do it there, whereas, you know, in Australia, I think we respect it a bit more, perhaps, um, than some of, some of the laws are a bit tight on what you can do around those creatures. And I think that's good, you know, because those encounters, you know, if you get something like that happen, it's, it's pretty amazing, you know.
1: Yeah. Um, so this interview isn't a promotion of wings, but... Wings! <laughs> <laughs> well, that's starting to sound like it. Um, but just for the backpacks that don't know... Can you tell us about Wings? They've, they've actually got three boats, is that correct?
0: Uh, no, they've actually got, well, they've got two boats, Wings 2 and Wings 3. Wings 1 is actually uh, Mike Leona's um, sailing boat. So okay, right. um, Wings 2 and Wings 3 are their, are their commercial boats. So they both operate as, um, I guess they're a bit more eco-minded than some of the other boats there, which is a, a good plus for them. They uh, they, they're, they're sailing boats, they're catamarans, so you'll you'll get a bit of a sail, there's a lot of space on them, um, and they've got dive compressors on board. So a lot of people think because they're a dive boat, it's really just geared at that, but it's really good for people who just even want to snorkel, who aren't that keen to try diving. Um, yeah, cool. Yeah, but they're great, they're so well set up, and they do such a good trip. And, and the staff, I think those guys work really hard to make sure they've always got a good team of people, and I think that makes a big difference. Um, yeah. I certainly enjoyed being a part of the crew um, for the time that I was. And, and the owners, I mean, those guys are just they're great. They're good. Yeah, they're yeah, good definitely,
1: it definitely helps when you've got personalities in the travel industry, doesn't
0: it? Oh, totally. I mean, you know, uh, I work with a guy. I don't think uh, Rich is on at the moment, but anyone that's been on that trip would have, uh, you know, might have been lucky enough to get on with a guy called uh, Richie, who was the one of the dive masters on the boat or the dive instructors on the boat, and he... um he was great. I mean, you know, people like him really make uh, make people's holidays. You know, we have people that come out on the trip, and it's some of those crew that that really make the difference. And I guess that's what you pay for us getting out with with people who are going to make make the trip for you.
1: Yep. Yeah. So, what what do you think it is about the Sundays that I guess has caused it to be one of the must-dos for backpackers? Why why do you think that the Sundays is the must-do location on the east coast?
0: Well, I think it's um. I, I guess Early Beach is lucky because it's you know so close to the islands and um and those islands are incredible. I mean, uh, I think a lot of people do promote them as being part of the Great Barrier Reef, which I think is a bit unfair on places like Cairns and also those trips that go to the outer reef. Yeah. But in saying that, I mean, uh, on the best days I've had out there diving and snorkeling, I mean it's absolutely incredible place to to get in the water. A lot of the time there is a lot of water moving around and the visibility count can be a bit low, but when you get a good day there it's, it's in, absolutely incredible and then of course Whitehaven Beach is, um, you know, it's, it's one of the best beaches in the world. I've been yeah. there on days where it's stormy and rainy and horrible and it's still the most beautiful beach I've ever been on, you know, it's, it's incredible, there's just something about it, the, the sand um, and, and the national park around it that make it pretty special.
1: Yes yeah, I think it's one of those experiences you just have to have and it's it's hard to explain how beautiful it is to you actually there. I guess one of the things we I find with backpackers is they're not sure of the each destination along the east coast, so and sometimes they get early beach confused with cairns yeah and I think
0: I think that's something that maybe um <clears throat> a lot of people um yeah, I think it's important that people put working in places like the YHA, I think that's one one thing people take away from our hostel is, um, although we do sell travel, we don't push it quite as much as um, a lot of those travel agents perhaps do. And I think that's kind of good if people in those um, in those places like at the YHA and Yamba just know a bit about those coasts and can can share that because like you say, a lot of people are confused, and it 's good if they can get a bit of information when they start in Sydney or Brisbane or Melbourne or wherever they decide to fly into um, on you know just getting some simple advice as to where those places are and where some of the important places to stop are you know
1: yeah no exactly, and putting the um, boats aside, what do you think it is about fairly itself that? makes an interesting destination so yeah would you say the beaches are the highlight the highlight or the nightlife
0: oh i think i think it's the environment around it i think that's why i like working on being wings because they're environmentally focused and i think the kind of um the landscape around that area is it's incredible and the beaches are really nice i think early itself um it's had a bit of a facelift i'm not sure the last time you went there but there's um you know really nice lagoon um, that you can hang out at it's definitely got good nightlife for those people that are into that um, yeah
1: yeah Okay. Good. and um early beach itself is it supportive of the backpacker industry or did when you were there did you find that there was a bit of a resentment towards the backpackers
0: um I think early beach is is definitely supportive it's um it's a small place and it's that's kind of you know that's its core market, i think so um, I think everyone appreciates you know um what what those people bring into the town and um and in turn kind of gives that back to them and i think it's the same with all all those places you know Byron is much the same you get a lot of people in Byron that um you know really appreciate the backpackers and and welcome them in and that's i think that's what's important about those those hot spots that yeah, you know yeah. all the people i know that work in the industry around here they kind of um you know they love it they love backpackers they love working in the industry they love um how relaxed everybody is and how you know everyone's here to have a good time and and in the sense that you know nothing really phases them too much everyone's pretty happy to be in an amazing spot like byron or Yamba or, or the yeah. what's
1: yeah no well if you'd asked me six years ago if i was going to be working in a hostel and doing a podcast about backpacking there was no possible way but um it's like a week into working in the backpacking industry, I've just discovered so many amazing people and adventures that you can't help but to be excited about it and, you know.
0: I, I think for me as well, I've kind of, I went away from it. I just spent two years living in New Zealand and, um, and I got a job for Coca-Cola and did a bit of, a you know, a bit of corporate work and I thought I'd never come back to working in the backpack industry, but it's just... It's so much fun, and I, I don't, you know, I don't like going out and partying too much anymore. But it's ah. just being around those people; like everyone is, is is really happy, and you know, there's out of you know all the people that come through the YHA, everyone's stoked to be there, and, and we just have a good time talking. And I love sharing, you know, information about where these guys can go and, and enjoy themselves. And I think that's really awesome.
1: Yeah, during your um, times of travel, Joel, have you ever come across A problem or an obstacle um, that has basically put a bit of a roadblock in your travelling experience?
0: Um,
1: I mean, yeah, definitely.
0: I I can't specifically think of one thing that comes to mind, but I think that um, I I definitely found in Asia, um, and it it was really open. I guess you can really compare it to Australia. You, when you're there, they don't really have the support network that we do in Australia. You know, obviously, it's a completely different culture, but yep. I think, um, you know, I ran into many obstacles when I was traveling through Southeast Asia, and um, and I think one thing people are lucky when they come to Australia, although it's more expensive, and, you know, there are, there are pros and cons with both. I think here, you know, you've got a huge amount of support for people when they come through, and they, you know, like even yesterday or on Sunday, I yeah. had a guy in the hostel who'd been in Asia, and I think he might have um, caught malaria. Oh wow. <laughs> And and he came into the reception and said, "You know, oh, I was wondering where the hospital is." And um, <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, you're you all right. You don't look very good." <laughs> he kind of uh, he yeah he. I gave him a seat. And yeah. got, got our uh, our bus from the hostel bus to take him down to the hospital, and and you know I think. If that was in Asia, you know you'd you'd uh, the hospitals that way, but yeah, you know, you'd be
1: walking yourself, wouldn't you
0: you know and i I just I thought of Todd who runs the hostel, how he'd um, looked after a guy and taken a guy to Tweed Hospital before, so I went down when I finished my shift at ten and just yes. made sure he was all right, and then you know kind of I think there's a lot of care for those people, and I think a lot of the people that set the bar um in, in the industry and in, in Byron and, and other places kind of they care a lot about how these people you know, how, the, how their experiences are and if they run into problems to try and, you know, fix that. And we definitely get a lot of that, especially in accommodation because that's, that's their home
1: away from home, you know. Exactly. I think that's why we're all part of it, isn't it? Yeah, uh, but yeah totally. We, we all love to have a laugh at things they do, but that care factor, it's like the amount of times that, like you're saying, you finish work and you go to help a backpacker do something. We actually had a... Um, guy the other night cut his foot and we're like how did you cut your foot and he said it was on a fan and um like, <laughs> how did you get your foot in a fan and like hang on we're, we're sort of trying to think where we've got a pedestal fan around the hostel because we didn't have any and he goes oh no no i was doing a handstand in the dorm room and i put it into the roof fan <laughs> <laughs> and if you had a seen this fan like ah. Oh, he totally destroyed the fan, and oh my god, yeah, quite a few stitches later, and but the whole hostel is staying in the whole way just in hysterics at this guy. <laughs> yeah,
0: but I mean that's yeah, that's it. It's um, it's, yeah, it's it's funny. It's all those funny stories. I mean, I'd like to write a book one day about the you know the stuff I've seen, um, and as a guide and and also an accommodation. But yeah, definitely some pretty hilarious stories.
1: So um, one of the reasons I am interviewing you, Joel, is because I have had some fun times and experiences up at Cape Byron YHA. Um, First of all, I want to define the two different YHA hostels up there. There's obviously Cape Byron YHA, and there is Byron Bay YHA. Um, I guess, for me, the main thing to tell people is that they're not that far apart. What are they, about 200 metres apart?
0: Yeah, we're actually on the same street. It's... it's really comical i mean we've got a um you know we have great banter with the guys down at the byron yha um miranda and jonas and and paul and all those guys um because we get you know half of our guests go there and half of their (laughs) guests come to ours and um so you know we actually yeah have a bit of fun with with telling people that they've got a long way to go and then they have to go down to the next lot so it can get confusing i mean um they're they're we're an affiliate hostel so we're not owned by the yha um so they're owned by the yha so i mean that's that's a bit of a uh, a difference i mean i guess on for the plus side for us is we are family owned you know todd who is the um the manager of the hostel and bob who's the co-manager you know that they are their family together they all own the hostel so there's a lot of care and they take a lot of pride in what we do we um yeah, and it's for me, it's great. You know, I I didn't see myself staying there too long, but it's just a, a wonderful environment. You know, um, working there with their families and and you know they they, they take a lot of care and how they treat people and what we do. You know, Todd does a free walking tour a couple of times a week, um, and that's been huge uh, for the hostel because we get such good feedback. Um, it's it's so nice for people to come, especially when a lot of people say how expensive Australia can be, which is definitely true. Um to offer something free um, to these guys when they come you know every Tuesday and Friday, we take them for a walk around the lighthouse and and around cape byron um, and it's great. you know there was so much wildlife up there, and Todd's got an amazing keen eye. he sees you know dolphins and whales in the season, you know the odd yeah. koala, lots of different lizards and the dangerous bush turkeys, um, you know all sorts of stuff up there, so it's pretty cool.
1: Yeah, I think sometimes we underestimate the uh, value of local knowledge as well. So, guys, you know, when you run into hostels like Cape Byron that are offering a free walking tour, take full advantage of it because there's just so much local knowledge that you may not otherwise discover. Um, So is there anything that backpackers should know before heading to Cape Byron YHA? And and what do you see? I, I guess you've already covered it a bit, but... What do you see as the main advantage of staying with Cape Byron Way? What what do you actually offer that the backpackers really get value out of?
0: Um, well, other than the the walking tour and like you say, touching on that, um, Todd's local knowledge is incredible. I mean, he grew up here, you know, so he's got stories about the whole town, and you know, if people want to know, he'll he'll share that with them. So that's pretty cool. Um, yeah. I, think, I think specifically for Cape Byron, we're we're one of the closest hostels in Byron to the beach, so. Um, we're maybe about 100 or 200 metres from the beach, not far at all. Um, there, We've got a surf school located um, as as part of our building, so that Black Dog Surfing is part of our building and we uh, work with another company, Style Surfing, locally. So we've got good access to... We get a lot of people who come and stay and learn to surf and fall in love with surfing and, you know, it's just right there. So that's, that's pretty special. We also offer free... Bodyboards so people can go and get in the water if they uh, you know, just want to spend the day down there. We've got free bicycles as well, so oh, nice. Byron's a great town for bikes. There's some really nice bike tracks um, around and out of town um, so people can grab a bike and head off for a few hours. And again, it costs them nothing, you know, so yeah. it's part of the accommodation they get that. We also offer um, free Wi-Fi every day so people, you know, are on a budget and they want, to, they want to jump on and use some of our free Wi-Fi, um, that's there, so...
1: Yeah, that's amazing. You'd you'd pay for a lot of those things at a lot of hostels, so um, definitely something to be taken advantage of. When I've actually stayed there, Joel, what I've also noticed is because of the way, I guess, the building is built, it's very easy to meet people.
0: Yeah. So I think
1: there's a big social aspect there.
0: It's very conducive to that sort of social atmosphere. Um, I think we've achieved a really good balance as well. I think, you know, a lot of people go into a hostel and they're um, they're scared that it might be too much of a party hostel or they might go and it's too much of a chilled hostel and it's a bit, you know, maybe a bit boring for some people. And I think we've got a really good balance because it comes down to a lot of the staff that we hire and they kind of, um, you know, their social around the hostel is as well and and I think we've just got a really good balance you know people come in and and it is easy to meet people we've got a huge big kind of open plan um, outdoor dining area undercover upstairs so people can sit down and eat together and chat and we we do different activities you know those kind of standard things pizza nights we do a barbecue on a Tuesday Um, at the moment we've got a couple of buskers staying in the hostel because we've got the blues fest so we've got Live shows going on upstairs for oh, yes. you know, people can enjoy, and I think it's just good. It's um not no pressure on people to get out and be too social, but again, that that's there for them if they want it.
1: Yeah, I, I think um, a lot of hostels do run similar type activities <coughs> but I think it also comes down to how it's run. And I must say, the couple of times that I've stayed at Cape Ar and YHA, the staff there have definitely made the difference. So, guys, I definitely encourage you to. Go check it out and when someone asks you if you want to stay at Cape Byron, it's not a totally different place. It, It's right in the centre of towns and as Joel says, it's very close to the beach. Um, so we've gone a bit over the time that we normally do go, Joel, but it's been a great interview. I just have a couple of final questions for you that I like to ask. So if you could offer one final bit of advice to backpackers about travelling, what would it be?
0: Extend your stay in Byron Bay. <laughs> no, I'm not even joking. We get so many people that um you know they'll go into a travel agent somewhere and they'll go you yeah. know one or two nights in Byron. And our our biggest problem is finding space for people that want to stay. And I know you have the same problem uh, in Yamba.
1: Definitely.
0: It's, they're just such nice places to be. And you know um yeah it's it's. It's definitely my favourite place in the world, um, Byron, and it's um, it's a pretty special place to come and visit. And there's just so much going on here all the time. People always wish they had more time here. So it uh, is a very real piece of advice, not just a promotion for this awesome town. But you know, it's um, yeah, spend more yeah. time here. You'll uh, you won't regret it.
1: No, definitely. It's it's funny that you say that because I mean one of the reasons that I actually started this podcast was because of that reason. Um, you know, travel agents are awesome, um, the work they do is amazing, but sometimes they don't always know every location on the East Coast or West Coast or everywhere around Australia, and they, I guess they do their best to allow you to see every destination, but one thing that pretty much every person I've interviewed so far on this podcast has said is don't plan too far ahead, um, and as you say, Joel, every day... Yeah, I even had a guy from Germany the other day. He, while you're standing at the counter, he rang up and cancelled his plane trip home um, because he wanted to spend longer in Australia. But, I mean, that's a unique situation. But pretty much every day you've got someone that either comes back back down the coast or, you know, back to your hostel yeah. because they've you know, been booked too far ahead and they've wanted to come back and experience your hostel for longer. Oh, I- so...
0: I think it's a tough it's a tough one because um coming from an aged point of view, I mean I, I still am a travel agent very much so and um and it's hard because you do need to book that stuff, you know, like trips in the Wit Sundays, Fraser, you know, you you've gotta plan that stuff in because and, and, otherwise you miss out on the trips you really want to do. Yeah. Um, so it's hard, it's hard to find a balance, so it's just, I think, doing a bit of research, stuff like the podcast and you know, getting online, checking out blogs and things like that and seeing what people are saying will help people kind of get a bit more of a plan on where they might want to spend their time, you know?
1: Yeah, definitely. Well, Joel, I'd like to thank you so much for your time and also all the guys at Cape Byron YHA. And once again, Pack Packers, I do suggest that you check out the hostel, even... If you don't stay there, check it out online. Um, Definitely put it into your list of hostels that you should stay at. Um, I've stayed there numerous times and it's been a great hostel to me so I can't recommend it enough. Um, One thing that I'd love you to do, guys, is check out the community Facebook group which is... it's It's a Facebook group but we are growing it and we are getting a lot of questions in there and answering the questions as we go along so check out uh, Facebook, forward slash groups, forward slash Australian Backpacking Podcast. Um, ask to be invited into the group. Everything you ask there is in a closed group, so no need to be embarrassed or anything. So just go for your life in there. And um, Joel, can you just give us the best way to book Kate Bryan YHA if uh, Backpacker wants to book with you guys?
0: Yeah, like we uh, we love people just calling up on the phone because we like to chat. Um, but probably the easiest way is on yha.com.au. Um You can just jump on there and, and book online. Um, yeah, or give us a call or shoot us an email. Um, so you know, what, you what, jump what, on TripAdvisor, we're, we're right at the top there. You can find us on TripAdvisor pretty easily as well. <laughs>
1: cool. So what, what is your phone number there,
0: Joel? Uh, so, uh, oh, I don't have don't know the, the toll free number um, off by heart, but our number zero two six six eight five eight seven eight eight. Okay, great. Um, there is a toll free number, Matt, which maybe I can uh, email you. You can chuck up on there.
1: Yeah, that's <laughs> all right. What I'll do, guys, um, is as with every episode, I will have show notes to go along with the episodes. To so head to the Australian Backpacking Podcast.com. Remember, it is dot com, not au, and um, check out the show notes for Kate Byron YHA. Um, And they'll include all the links. You can book the phone numbers and everything discussed in the show. So once again, Joel, thank you for your time. Thanks, Um, man. Thanks, Backpackers, for listening. And um, spread the word amongst the community. And we see you next episode. Thanks and bye for now. Well, guys, a bit of a longer podcast today, but it was great chatting with Joel and hearing some of his stories and tips that he had to share. So if you're ever up in Byron, make sure you drop in and say hi to the guys at Cape Byron, YHA. Really good crew up there and a great hostel. It's a great location and if you haven't booked your hostel yet, then definitely check them out as one of the hostels you should definitely consider when booking. Uh, the, The staff up there are just amazing and will be sure to make your experience so much more enjoyable. Guys, if I can ask you for your help and ask you to keep spreading the word about the podcast, It's always good to have backpackers recommending this as a resource rather than just self-promotion. So if you've enjoyed the podcast and are enjoying listening to the episodes, then share it with your fellow backpackers, help them to find and download the different applications that they can listen on. That would be great. Also... It would mean a whole heap to me if you could spend two minutes and leave me a rating and review on whatever platform you're listening on, whether that be iTunes or Stitcher Radio, as this will help other backpackers find the show. It also helps the show um, gain popularity and become recognised as a resource within the community. Talking about community, guys, I've opened up a closed Facebook group. If so, if you head to Facebook forward slash groups, forward slash the Australian Backpacking Podcast. You'll be able to request access to a closed group, which means anything posted in there won't appear on your Facebook feeds, just to keep it a bit more personal and open. Um, Inside there, I'm looking to share things such as ride shares, jobs, tips and tools to help you throughout your travel. It's also a place where we can interact and get to know each other and just make our travelling experience throughout Australia the best possible experience ever. So get in there, become a part of it, and get involved, guys. That's how we're going to build this community and make it something special. I'll be in there daily, guys, to help answer your questions. But if um, there's something that you don't want to share inside the group, then make sure you reach out personally to me. I'm on Facebook. I'm on email. So just get in contact with me. I love having interaction with you guys and helping you out. That's what the podcast is all about. That's why I've set it up. So don't be afraid to reach out. And most of all, guys, just continue to help each other in your travels, share tips and tools. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast episode. I look forward to meeting you in the future. So if you ever are up in Yamba, drop in and say hi. It'd be great to meet you and know that I've actually helped you in your travels. But for now, I'll catch you soon. See ya.